Welcome to the Bet Smart Podcast. Um, I'm joined with, as usual, Jake, the player prop, profiteer. How you doing, Jake? Doing great, Scott. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm glad because it's, uh, I was telling the fellas earlier, it's Mother's Day tomorrow. And my wife, her Mother's Day present was to get rid of the kids. So the kids are gone. They're at relative's house and uh, they're not coming back until tomorrow. So we have a whole day um, ahead of us of uh, just hanging out. We're probably going to drink some beers for the next 24 hours. Speaking of beers, we got a special beer for our guest. <laughs> and we do have a guest here, um, Jason Schfock from the UK. He's out in the UK. He's originally from the States in Chicago. How you doing, Jason? Yeah, doing good. Thanks for having me on, guys. This, this all, Yeah, this will be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. We're going to learn a lot about um, data, data analytics and machine learning. And uh, we'll, we're going to, we're going to learn a lot on this episode. We also have our producer with us as usual, runs the whole show. He has the best lighting. Chris, <laughs> how are you doing, Chris? I don't know if it's the best. I feel like I'm a ghost right now. <laughs> well, we found out you're 97% from that's Scotland, I, so that's probably why. Maybe it's you that's Scottish creating all the light. <laughs> yeah. How come you get the best lighting, man? I I have no idea. I even switched the cameras, and it's the same thing. So it's not the camera. I have no idea. Jason, you, you can't see what you can only see us. So yeah. you can't see the behind the scenes. But we have like we have like four giant ring lights up, and they're all mm-hmm. facing okay. towards me and Jake. And Chris has none of them. And he still has more light than us. It's insane. But uh, yeah, it's got to be that 97%. All right. Well, let's get into the show. Um, we are going to cover a lot today. We're, like we said, we're going to talk to Jason about uh, machine learning and maybe a little bit about uh, DFS and just uh, data, data analytics. And um, we're get, we also are going to... Um, get into all the re- all the usual stuff like mailbags, recommendations. But first, let's get into our ten thousand dollar bankroll. I was trying to avoid it. If you didn't know. <laughs> I, I don't pro- blame you. I was procrastinating. Uh, but we should just rip off the band aid. How is the bankroll going, Jake? Yeah, I've taken a dive. Uh, still up four thousand seven hundred eighty four. But yeah, it's it's taken a hit. It's just a hard time. Historically for me, with the NBA coming to a close, the NHL is coming to a close, and then the start of baseball, uh, I've lowered the stars down to one star to try to limit the damage, but it, it still took a hit. So uh, the, the bright side is MLB is getting to the heart of the season, so there's a lot of stuff to look forward to with that. But uh, what about you? Uh, I'm down to you. I'm down to 6,500, so combined we're looking at like around 1100 we're up 11,000 11,000 sorry 11,000 um it feels like 1100 <laughs> uh so our $20,000 bankroll is now at $31,000 so we're still up a little over uh what is that like 55% um yeah. but uh but yeah my bankroll 10,000 is now at 16,500 um just to give you a little bit of an idea, I know we have we have a lot of uh, listeners that are coming on from Twitter too. So I just wanted to give the Twitter units just to give an idea just on units. And um, I, I, 
I peaked at 178 units plus 178 units, and I'm now at 93 units. So I'm almost lost about half of the units for the team bets, but still up 93 units on the year is great. Um, $10,000 bankroll up $6,500 is great, but still feels like we need to stop that bleeding. I've also gone down to one stars too. Have you done anything else to have you thought like maybe I need to like change anything or are you just going to stick to the, to the process? Well, right now it's just, I'm just starting to ramp up for uh, MLB pitchers because this is a really good time. The projection softwares are all lining up to where they're not kind of fighting against each other. At the beginning of the season, the projection softwares are all, all, all over the place and I'm trying to use four different ones and my own uh, predictions for strikeouts. So uh, I'm not really adjusting anything from here on out but yeah in the future i would like to lower the stars even more than the one star at this time until i figure out how to tweak the algorithm so okay yeah well i've i've kind of gone down to one stars i feel a little bit more comfortable right now doing one stars um but yeah we're still i mean we're still doing good it gets all gloomy when we start to talk about this but we're up eleven thousand dollars so still still all good i'd like to blame myself so you could be the, this is no we'll, we'll move that's a good segue into notes okay this is the notes that we yeah. might have to what get rid of you or i don't know <laughs> what, it, what it is with me and gambling like i um i usually like break even but i never win a lot besides that one vegas trip that i told you guys about when i was 20 years old besides that i'm either even or i'm losing and i since i started making your bets you guys had a nice little run and I got up like 50%. And then it's just like what always happens with me in gambling. It's just like a steady loss. So I might, if this continues for two more weeks, just not bet anything for a month and see if I'm like a bad luck charm. And then I just won't bet anymore. And I'll still do the podcast, but I just won't bet. Or maybe one episode we like sign on and it's just a Rams flag. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's a little darker because you're not there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, what was that? You told us about that Vegas story on the putter podcast with Brandon, yeah. right? Yeah. And, um, if I remembered the story correctly, That's you lost true. the money anyway. Yeah. Did you That's lose the, it all? The, yeah. The end of that story is I went up like six grand and then lost it all, all within Ooh. 24 hours. So, ouch. Yeah. Kinda like Maybe a, I just shouldn't gamble. Kind of like what our, our, uh, $10,000 bankroll is looking like <laughs> right now. Yeah. I took a dive. It's been rough, but it, we've been here before and we'll, uh, we'll get through it. And I don't know, yeah. well, we've been here a, a bunch of times and we're, we're always going to hit cold streaks. It's just a matter of what, uh, it's the market we're in. So the game we play. Yeah. Jason, I was telling the fellas before we went on is we've, we've had this before. I mean, we've been doing this for years. We've had stretches where it's been like six months or 12 months. If you look at the graph where it goes up a little bit, goes down a little bit, but then like in a 12 month stretch, Oh, wow. I, I lost a little bit, but we've never had such a nosedive like this in the last 45 days. So yeah. it does hurt a little bit, but, um, but yeah, you're, I, we're so confident <laughs> in the process that, uh, we know it'll come back around. Yeah. Just stay the course. It's, yes, it's, it's, yeah. It's an investment, right? Like it's a long-term investment. It's not something that it's not get rich overnight. <laughs> scheme, exactly. You know, exactly. like, yeah. And, and like, it, like, like Jake's always kind of talked about sometimes, yeah, you're going to have those, those hills and those valleys and the, yeah, the beginning and ends of, of sporting season are just so tough because the beginning of seasons, you got the, 
players are moving to new places, uh, you know, and yeah, new management, new strategies happening. You don't know what teams are chemistry is working or who's gelling and, and you, you kind of got to let that dust settle before you can start to figure out where, where these players or where these teams are kind of aligning up in comparison to one another. And then at the end of the seasons, you got, you got teams dealing with injuries, teams getting ready for the playoffs or the resting players or, or they're, you know, they're trying to, to tank, <laughs> you know, Blackhawks yeah. getting the first round pick. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, the, the beginning and the end, it just gets, it gets really tough and you kind of have to just ride that wave out and, and until you get to the, to the meats of the season where you kind of mm-hmm. can then get a little bit more consistency out of it. Yeah, I hear you. You sound a lot like Jake when you talk. That's that's he's, <laughs> he preaches the same thing. Yeah. Um, you guys have a lot in common. How did you guys meet? Um, uh, it was yeah. yeah. So like, I actually had to go back to to some emails to figure out how long ago, but it was over three years ago, Jake. I don't know if you realize that or not. Um, and it just ca- it came about because uh, there's this website called Stack Overflow. Um, the big website, it's like Stack Exchange, and it's just a forum online where you can post up questions about different areas or domains. So there's like a, a, a stats one where people post up questions about, Hey, I have this data set. How do I do a T test and things like that? And people would post post answers. Uh, Stack overflow is directly related to sort of programming sort of problems. And part of data science, um, since I'm working in data science, it's, it's a, it's a combination of using computer science, computer programming with, statistical you know understandings um so there is a big chunk of that where you do some coding and some programming um and and one thing that you'll if you ever get into programming and you look up a question or an error comes up stack overflow is the first thing comes up on google um but then you start posting your own questions and jake Mm -hmm. was a rookie on there and one thing (laughs) there's there's sort of a uh uh, it can be intimidating to go on there because there's these unwritten rules of mm-hmm. how to post a question, uh, of how to ask it. And if you don't do it right, there's there's people on there that just bombard you and tell you you're like, you're an idiot and what's wrong <laughs> with you. Um, yeah. So so one thing that I did is I wanted to get better at coding. So I was like, ah, if I can get to the point where if I can read a question on the Stack Overflow and I can answer it, like I know I'm progressing. So I would just constantly seek out questions that are being asked of sports data because i'm like i like sports i like data um and and jake posted posted something along with trying to get some data off of a website and i i believe i answered it and mm-hmm. he came back with a comment like oh, okay that's really cool how did you do this or can you explain this further and at that point i was just like let's just take it offline here's my email just shoot me an email and then that's kind of just where the connection ended up happening so then we just started emailing back and forth and just just I genuinely found what you guys were doing. So he was telling me about you bet smart and all that stuff. I'm like, that sounds really cool. Um, I more than willing, I would like to help in, in the process. Uh, yeah. Just, just grew that, that friendship out of that. And you've helped out a ton over the years, man. So thank you yeah. for that. I did the official official appreciation <laughs> for that. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I genuinely enjoy it. Uh, you know, Jake always says like, oh man, like, oh, I, I got to compensate. I got And I'm like, no, 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 no. I like this stuff. Like, this is cool. Like, <laughs> I want to help you guys. Yeah. You're, um, you're a lot like us. Like we, we like, I love betting on sports. I love data science, even though I don't know as much, you know, in that field, but also podcasting too. This podcasting thing, we're not making any money doing this, but it's fun yeah. as hell. It's yeah, so right. much fun. Like I just show <laughs> yeah. up every day and, 
I mean, we're not, uh, I don't think we're going to make any money anytime soon, but maybe one day. You never right. know. Right. Yeah. You never know. Um, but uh, so how did you get into data science? Um, so, yeah. So originally I was, I was a high school math teacher um, outside of Chicago in a, in a little town called Cicero that I actually grew up in. So my own, my own uh, suburb town, I, I ended up teaching mathematics and I had the opportunity to take a year to get a master's and you obviously have to do it in your content area. Um, so there's two avenues you can take in math, right? You can go the, the math theory bit, which is like you can learn about abstract stuff and imaginary numbers. And I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do with that stuff? You're like, right? Or I was like, I want to be able to do something with it. So uh, just searching out applied statistics and things like that, because I'm like, OK, that, that'd be kind of cool. And it, hence the name, apply it to something. Um, <laughs> And when in the process of doing that, data science just kept popping up because that was the big buzz. It was just coming up. Um, I think like the previous year, it was called like the sexiest job of the next century or something like that. I never heard of it. Um, but looking into it further, yeah, I saw like, okay, okay, applied statistics. Oh, computer science programming. I'm like, that's right up my alley. I'm going to go do that. And and that's that's kind of how I got into it. I just kind of jumped in. Um, sort of blindly because I had no programming background, no database background. I had the math stuff, but, but that was really about it. So, yeah. So that's, that's what got me into it. Well, and you're then, the, you're yeah. the sexiest guy that we've had on the podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, um, what, what, how did you apply it? You mentioned like it's applied statistics. How did you originally like apply it to your life or yeah, so- was it just a job? Uh, you mean in in terms of where where did I start using it or yeah where did you yeah. start using it yeah so it, it came about um, you know I've always played with data I liked data I liked sports uh, what kind of then kind of mixed that together is obviously I, I'm five foot ten 160 pounds I'm not going to be a professional <laughs> athlete um, you know what's the next best thing okay well I'm not going to be a broadcaster or, or now so I'm an introvert which surprisingly enough how does an introvert become a teacher and go onto a podcast um, <laughs> but again I liked I like numbers I like math I, I liked that stuff so I'm like okay well I can maybe combine my sports kind of thing with the math kind of thing um so i always liked to you know go on you know profootballstats.com or pro i'm sorry pro profootballreference.com like those those websites where they got Great the tables site. and i can copy and paste and put into an excel sheet and do stuff with it um and then and then learning this stuff just kind of just took it to like to the next level so like uh, that was like quote unquote amateurish and then then i took it to the more uh professionalish you know kind of way with with actually getting this master's degree um so yeah so my dissertation and it believe me like you know some people talk about when they do their dissertations for school and they're like oh god it was terrible and i hated it i genuinely loved it like i did it seven days a week when i went to bed at night i was i was upset that i had to stop like i, I couldn't <laughs> wait to wake up the next morning and get back at it so my my dissertation was to do um I build a machine learning and I, I won't go into too details with, with some of the other stuff, but it was a, a deep learning neural network. I built a framework uh, to make predictions on weekly NFL football performance, essentially just using FanDuel points. So I can use past historical data and then predict uh, how 
how the players would, how many points they would get the next week uh, on FanDuel. And then and that's for that like out. DFS? Yeah, DFS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DFS. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, and then part of, you know, checking the performance and accuracy and things like that is then I would actually use those lineups and then compete in, in, in the weekly tournaments. Um, and then that was my dissert. Like, that's what I did. Like my Amazing. dissertation was to play daily fantasy sports football um, for, you know, <clears throat> 10 weeks. <laughs> like that's what Sounds I Sounds like a dream. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was beautiful. I loved it. Loved it. Every second of it. What was the, yeah. what, what was the outcome? What did the data show? Did it, did it work? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it worked in the sense that if I went to like some of the other websites, um, can I, can I say other websites on here? I don't sure. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, like, no, no. so rotowire.com. Oh, don't say grinders. that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's totally cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, obviously they're always posting their, their projections. Um, and I could go to those websites and you can pay the money to get, get that stuff. You know, and my projections were comparable to those. So w- what I was getting out of it was like, I'm, I'm producing the, the ones that are professionals are producing um, slightly different in some respects uh, that, that there was some, you know, variance in, in some of those, but um, you know, yeah. So, so in that respect, it worked in terms of optimizing the lineups. Um, I was creating those purely based off of the rules of daily fantasy sports and the projections that I were making. Um, so that was kind of just a, a um, you know, it, that was a kind of a crude or, or a brute force. Like that wasn't using machine learning. Um, so in that respect, sometimes it didn't work. There, there was a week. So, so, so I, when I was doing it, um, I only got to do the last part of, I think it was the 2018 or 2019 season because I was already deep into the season when I was starting the di- dissertation. It was the next season that I got a full season out of it. Um, there was one week where my, my lineups, we finished um, sixth overall in like those big tournaments. And then in that same week, uh, I had another lineup that finished like 15th or something like that. So essentially what that did is it allowed, allowed me to just play the next season free. It was, it was just house money that I was playing with the whole next year. So, so yeah, so it, so it did work, but I mean, I, I still have to get a nine to five job though. So <laughs> yeah, it's tough uh, to make a living off of something like that, but yeah, but, um, yeah. but you, um, so you joined in one of those like big tournaments and that was like mm-hmm. a season long tournament. No, it was week to week. So it just did. It oh, weekly. okay. Okay. I yeah. see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. So, so every week, one of every the weeks, week. go ahead. Sorry. Yes, correct. Yeah. So every week I would, I produce my projections. I'd run it through my algorithm of the optimizing the lineups with the salaries. And then yeah, one of those weeks, boom, sixth place. And then it was two weeks later, I got a 15th place finish too. So got a, got a little bit of a bump there. The, the tough thing with the def. The, the daily fantasy sports in those big tournaments is you, it's really top heavy payouts. Like you have to finish first, second, third, like I finished sixth, still good. Um, but it's not that, you know, you know, it's not the million dollar, uh, you know, did you ever payout. test it out? Did you ever test it out on, um, like a 50, 50 or a heads up strategy? I could do that. I mean, I have like when you, when you, when I run it the next week, I'll, I'll pull the points so then I can see, uh, 
which lineups should have I have run or which ones would have worked, which ones didn't. So I had all the, the point totals for all the teams. Um, so I can go back and check be like, okay, what was, what was the month, the cash line for the 50 fifties? Um, but yeah, I never ended up doing that. Cause I'm like, well, eh, I have a fun in that. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Essentially as you, I, my <laughs> biggest, I'm sorry, Jake, but my biggest fear is doing the 50 fifties and then getting first place. <laughs> but I want to, re- I want to rebuttal that. You said, what's yeah. the fun in that? If you do a ton of heads ups and 50 fifties at a certain amount of money and it's just like a bet, it's kind of like how we do a bet at yeah. minus 110 yeah. Yeah. and you make money off of that. Once you start making money, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> it you, it fun. or you do a ton of 50 fifties and you also do the million dollar one. Yeah. 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 And then, and then kind of mix it in. Yeah. I was curious. Fair um, enough. Yeah. Were you able to back test that like like five years back or ten years or is this more current um, data you're using? It's, it's tough to do the back testing with that because you need to have the salaries, the FanDuel uh, salaries that they post, and that un- is oh. tough to find. I can't find that in most places. Um, I can usually find the salaries posted somewhere, but it's just for that week and it's not stored anywhere, and you can't go back and get it. Uh, I'm sure there Good might point. be data sources out there that do it, but it, it just costs tons of money to, to do it. And I'm, I'm just an individual amateur playing. And so it, you know, it's, it's just, it, I can't afford that. So Good point. Yeah. There's one that I know of since we're saying other websites, <laughs> All right. there's one that there's one that I know of. Uh, it, I think it's called Saber Sim. Sabersim.com. Mm. I can never remember the I'm, name, but that's it. Sabersim.com. But like you said, it's expensive. It's like $110 a month. Yeah. So you got to pay like $1,200 a year, but it keeps all of your data for DFS and it'll show, uh, you can go back and check the log to see like what everything is, but yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do any other, do you do DFS now? Uh, I, I want to, I, I have, I have a system Sort of, I've started to start a system set up to do the uh, the NBA, but then since it got got to the playoffs, I just kind of ran out of time. So, um, so no, but you know, I do want to do those um, just because I it's something that you guys talked about too in, in one of your really early podcasts is that you know how hard it is for the NFL with such a small sample size, right? Machine learning just requires tons of historical data to try to make a projection, mm-hmm. um, and then that it's. 17 games you know for the nfl and it's just like and then and then again it's sort of those first three games you're trying to figure out okay well new wide receiver new offensive coordinator how's that going to work and and is this defense really as good as they are they they just played the jets and the dolphins and then the jets again like so that that was like that's the tough thing is like figuring out which which ones are really the good plays you know, week by week. Um, cause, cause that's another thing too. You're trying to, with the, with at least the NFL, um, quarterbacks, running backs tend to be pretty consistent. Um, you can get those wrong and still be okay. Right. Cause, uh, those quarterback will score right around 20 points. You know, sometimes they'll shoot up. The only thing you don't want is the quarterback who gets hurt after one play and then he gets two points, but it's wide receivers are highly volatile. Uh, tight ends higher revival but you only get you only have to pick one tight end so that's the nice thing with that uh the defense is in special teams is kind of what puts you over the top because you're trying to pick that one defense that's going to score that defensive touchdown um because that's you know not many there's not as much of a of a a spread or i should say there's more of a spread of the distribution in the in the 
the defenses that other uh, players will pick. And maybe one of those defenses is going to be the rock star and the rest will just be consistent. So that, that would give you an advantage over it. So it's just trying to figure out all, all that stuff. And it's hard to do at the beginning of the season. Let me ask you this. If, yeah. or if you're like, if you're in a season long fantasy team, I yeah. mean, what you're talking about with DFS, you get to like pick a different team every, every Absolutely. week. Yeah. But if you're in a season mm-hmm. long, one of my favorite strategies is not getting married to a specific defense. So I don't even yeah. like care what defense I have. And I just like find a defense every week, a new defense every week. That seems to go on. It's in par with what you're saying. Absolutely. Because that- what I'm doing is I'm trying to find, I'm basically looking for two things. I'm looking for the defense that gets a lot of turnovers because then they can have the potential of doing a pick six or a fumble for return. And I'm looking for where it's matched up against an offense that just turns the ball over. Um, So I'm trying to find those two combinations uh, and just hope it it, kind of pays out because it's nice to get a shutout. But if that defense doesn't score a a touchdown, then you're almost at a wash um, with another team that maybe gave up three or four points. Um, And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, like that's the one area that kind of puts you over the top. And that's actually, that's what won me that sixth place finish. Um, I got, it was the Minnesota, like, it's funny when you talk about like, these betting like you always remember that one play <laughs> or that one team yeah. like yep that uh, that's what did it um but it was the vikings and it was like the other team was on a on a two minute drive to end the game and the vikings got a pick six and then it catapulted all my all my lineups with the vikings in it um you know to, to, to top top 10 finishes so that that's what did it well, uh, in our fantasy football league this year that we're in, uh, this is going to get a little dark. Damar Hamlin cost me the championship. So I, I ended up being co-champion. But that game I was playing against Joe Burrow and uh, one other guy. And Burrow comes out, throws a touchdown. It looks like I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose the championship. And then Damar Hamlin gets that what happens, they cancel the game. So technically I won the championship, but yeah. because I was a nice guy, I was like, I'll do co-champion with you. So, and this yeah. league is nine, 19 years old. We're in our 19th season. I hadn't won it since year three. So it would have been my first championship in that league in 16 years. And I got to share it with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll never forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I just say it's May and we're talking about NFL football. I love it. Well, you you said about NFL that there's not yeah. a whole lot of statistics. And so it's hard to find it's hard for machine learning to learn if there's not yeah. a whole lot of data. Yeah. So that makes me think that is baseball the best sport for me? Yeah, I, 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 I think NBA, you're going to be pretty good with with uh, with machine learning just because it's pretty you, you do get pretty consistency out of NBA. Like you, again, yeah, you'll have the random guy throw up 50 points, but for the most part, mid season, when the guy's averaging 28 points a game, we'll get about 28 points, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, baseball. So, so statistically heavy. Um, you got all those matchups that you're looking to see, uh, you know, and I'm sure Jake and maybe his, his player props of looking at where players necessarily where they're hitting in the lineup, right? If you're putting a DFS yeah. together, I want players that are in the they're hitting first, second, third, or fourth. Um, exactly. cause they're going to have the most at bats, right? I don't want the guy hitting ninth. Um, and then also guys hitting first, second, third, uh, less likely to be taken out of the game later. Um, unless maybe it's a, it's a running situation, but, 
Um, but if that's the case, then it's probably not a high scoring game. If you're, if you're taking out your number three hitter, cause he's on first base and you need that run, it's probably a low screen game. They're just trying to squeak out a run. So, so yeah. So, so things like that, I think make sense. And I mean, there, there's a reason they have saber metrics. There's a reason Moneyball turned into a movie. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it works. Um, and I'm, I'm still, I still cringe a little bit at some of the, the traditionalists or old timers who say, ah, saber, you know, you can't go by, you go by your gut. That's how you, <laughs> that's how you, that's how you manage. Um, and White Sox fan here, ask how Tony La Russa, how that, that worked out <laughs> the last two years. So, um, you know, and, and no, no discredit to, to Tony, the you know, Hall of Famer, but, eh, you know, it, it, it's a new time. It's a new era. Data, data is the new gold. Um, you have more data, you can store it, you can process it faster. There's a reason it didn't happen years ago because you couldn't do all that stuff. And now that you can, um, it's just on the cusp of, I think, growing even more. Chat GPT is a perfect example of that. I think that's a, you know, we're going to go back and look and say, um, I don't know how old you guys are, but I remember when the internet came out, right? And people are like, ah, internet, just a fad. It's just going to pass by. Yeah, AOL. Um, you know, chatbot is, that's I think that's the next thing like people are going to be back oh yeah when that came out that's when everything sort of flipped and turned so so true we're, we're so old that we did fantasy baseball in high school on paper oh so did I yeah and it was literally did you take like, out the newspapers and, and yes. like yep. total yeah. up the stats and, and everything? so we did one did and it thing. was a rotisserie so at the end of the year you yep. add everything up and we left it to each other to add it up and our buddy Jason ended up with like three times as many points as everyone else when he turned in his stats <laughs> and we're like Jason there's no way that that's correct oh so Everybody yeah. kind of like yeah. checked each other. Everybody did it themselves. Yeah, and then you brought kinda, in the yeah, paperwork. Yeah, and then oh, that's a good idea. Dolly, Jason, his was like so much more than everyone else. And we're like, dude, you got to double check your work. That's a great idea because the way we did it at Marina is I I was in charge of doing that, and then so I brought it in and I won, and nobody believed me. Uh, but I needed everybody else to to do yeah, it too. Yeah, because I was like Jason, yeah. like I who knows they they yeah. could think I'm cheating. Yeah. Oh, so I had a question. Um, so you're saying yeah. baseball is the easiest, obviously, because you get that larger sample size and yeah. the basketball second. But is it harder now that players are resting a lot more? Uh, in baseball, probably not. I mean, just no in basketball. So, in, in oh, basketball. yeah. Like when, yeah, yeah. like when, 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 like when LeBron wants to take a day. Um, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I guess you, you could, you could say that, but again, I think it's, you know, I haven't tested it. I haven't looked into it. So this is just purely an opinion and, and it's not based on any, any sort of fact, but I mean, who needs facts? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, I, I don't think it would take a dive that much um, yeah. unless it's a, such a, such a small sample size. I, I think there's, there's, there's enough, there's enough data there to have, have a pretty decent amount of confidence that the projections are, are not too bad. What's, what would be tricky then is just sort of the, um, keeping track of it again, kind of probably what Jake does if before you start going into the player props, okay, well, who's, who's resting, who's not playing. Right. Cause I'm not going to make a bet on someone to do something. If, if I know they're not, you know, you know what I mean? So it's like just kind of keeping up the tracks of the, you know, see who those late scratches are and stuff like that. But in terms of making the predictions and training, I, I don't think it would, it would affect it all that much. Um, but again, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I didn't really dive into that and take a look at that at all. 
I noticed more of a difference with the the like the bench because I feel like during the mm. year and the heart of the season, the bench players will be more around their average, but during playoff time, they don't use the bench as much. Yeah, so, yeah. So I feel like there's a a, bif, a bigger discrepancy between. Yeah, well, I mean, one thing you could do, like for cases like that, like in the machine learning, you'd want to normalize your data so that, you know, you're comparing apples to apples. So like in that kind of a sense, I wouldn't look, I wouldn't make a row of data that looks at their seasonal averages. I would look at it as as seasonal averages in terms of if they, the 48 minute played kind of a thing, like, okay, how how do they perform if they're playing 48 minutes and that kind of can normalize it. And then it's up, then it's sort of up to you. Okay. Then, then deciding how much is that guy going to actually play? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the way that I would look at it in turn. That's how I would form it into a, into a machine learning kind of a, a model. To, to Understood. That. So normalizing means putting everybody on the same playing field. Exactly. Like, okay. Yeah. So like, so one way to think of it, so, so, uh, one model that I made a long time ago just for fun was kind of just to going into the NFL draft, which is kind of, I didn't get to run it this year, which kind of sucks, but uh, you know, you're trying to predict what the, what their output's going to be once they get to the NFL. Right. And if you're looking at like wide receivers, there's a big difference if, if the wide receiver comes from a passing program or if the program's completely, they run all the time. Right. If, if the quarterback's throwing, chucking the ball up 70 times a game, uh, that's going to have a lot of receiving stats versus a quarterback that conservatively throws it 20 times a game. Doesn't mean that the, the wide receiver who gets the more yards from that 70 passing team is better. Um, mm-hmm. It just means that's the circumstances they were in. So you kind of have to level it out to, to kind of have a really comparison to you know, sort of say, is this guy better? Is this guy worse? Um, not just purely based on reception yards or passing yards because like I said, it depends. It all depends on like the program and how they run their program and how they run the offense. Is that something that machine learning does? Uh, to to normalize that? Yeah, that's not um, what machine. What is, I mean, no. we're talking a lot about machine learning. Like, what exactly is machine learning? The the easiest way to explain it, and maybe it's not the easiest way to explain it, but <laughs> in, in high school, do you guys remember doing best line of fit? You, so you get a you get an X and Y axis and you put a bunch of dots in it and then you try to draw a line that fits it. it doesn't go through every oh, point, but it kind okay. of forms it. Mm-hmm. That's machine learning. Oh, okay. There that's, you go. It, that's actually okay, a great much, way to explain it. Yeah, but it's in much more huh. complexity because it's not just two dimensions. You're talking about many features, many dimensions. Um, so you have all be, this data and all these yeah. points that are on like this chart, and the machine learning draws the line precisely. Oh wow, that's a that's a great way to explain it. I love that. Precisely, and what then okay, podcast over. <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> <laughs> no, what do we need to do anymore? I know that was yeah. just and, like my mind is blown. Yeah, and there's there's other ways you can sort of do it too. Um, like so, so that would be called what's called linear regression. You're trying to to find a precise point on that line. There's something called logistic regression, which is a classification, and that all that would do is you'd have the same sort of graph you just say ah are you above it or below it so if you're trying to do like a player prop and you're going to say is this player going to be an over under right you can have all the data set up there and you can have your feature as the over under and then the machine would sort of draw in a line and say if that data point would go over or under and it would just give out a classification and the nice thing about that is you can also have it output a probability so it can say ah i think it's going to be over 
but it's going to be, eh, I give it a 68% probability that it'll be over. So you can kind of have a little bit of a, of, of a score attached to it as well. Doesn't mean it always gets it right, but um, at least you have something else to hang it on to. And then you can always adjust it to give it a threshold. Be like, I don't want you to, to tell me it's going to be over unless it's 80% sure. And, and, and you can do it that way as well too. So I think in my head I had, is machine learning and modeling the same thing? Is that similar? Yeah, you, yeah, you can explain. Yeah, it's sort of the same. But the, the modeling is the actually setting up everything into a training set. Um, so what you're doing when you train a model, right, it, that's what's got all the dots and draws the line. So that, that's training a model. I mean, the whole pr- sort of process is machine learning. Machine so, but yeah, learning you, is training a model. Yeah, machine learning is kind of that whole process. Is you, you got the data, you form the data, um, you're creating your features, figuring out which one's the targets, normalizing and cleaning it, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Uh, then you fit the model. So that's training it. So that's what draws the line. And then once you have that line drawn, you say, ah, here's my new data coming in based on that line, where's the data point going to fall into? And then, then that's your prediction or your inference. Okay. There's Does that a, make sense? It makes a lot of sense. One okay. thing in the, in the limited experience I have trying to do predictions with machine learning, I, I've noticed that like just getting the data prepped is more hard than actually just running the, the regression yep. or that's yeah, the work, right? That's the work that you got to do is the data prep. Yeah, that and that's the that literally is what I do every like that's the job that you know the 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 fun stuff the actual yeah getting the predictions sometimes you don't even get to it because if if you if you can't get the model to to train a, a nice accurate performance on the test data well then there's no point in making predictions but yeah most of your time i think they say like 80% of the time i would even say maybe 90% of the time is just cleaning the data um cleansing it figuring out what's missing figuring out what's important figuring out what data what features to include which ones to exclude um, then, and this is where the science part comes in, right? Cause, cause then you run it and then you see, okay, you, you set aside a, a test data set that it doesn't know it hasn't seen yet. So then you have it predict on that test data set and see how it does. If it does well, great. You're good to go. If it doesn't, then you're kind of going back to the drawing board and that's where the science you're testing it. Eh, did it work? No. Go back to the data set. Okay. Let me change this. Let me change that parameter. Let me do that test it again. Oh, did it improve or, or not? Oh, it did improve. Okay. Let me go back. So it's, a, it's, it's an iterative process of just trying to continuously try to improve on the model to get the best performance you can out of it. How do you know if it does well just by the results? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what you do when you, when you, when you train it, you have all that historical data, right? And you set aside a big, big chunk to train. So that's because the more data you have it to train that it learns from the better. So you, you set that aside and then a little bit of it. So this is all known data. So what, what we know is the outcome. You set that little bit of aside and you don't let, you don't let the computer see it. So you train it on, it's basically like, think of it like if you were studying for a test, right? You study for a test by looking at all the practice tests and then you get the actual test and the actual test is what, what you test the performance on. Um, so you think is the practice test is sort of, you have the answers to it, so you can kind of see, uh, am I really learning this or not? Uh, yeah, I got 100 on the practice test. So now when I go in and take the actual test, you, you, you feel pretty confident because you did really well on the practice test. 
But if, yeah, if you give it the answers first, then you can't really trust that model, right? Like that's why you keep the training and the testing data separate. So so what that's called, is called data leakage. So so it's essentially cheating. Uh, You're giving it the answers so it knows what the answers are. Um, so, so you, so when it sees new data, um, it's not going to get it right. And what that's called, it's called overfitting. So it's, it's specifically fitted to just the training data and it doesn't perform well on, on real world, real life data. One question I had, so I, I took an econometrics class and I know there's has to be a lot of care to picking your variables, your, your feature variables or whatever. Do you have to worry about uh, the X variables being correlated with each other? Um, you- it depends. So there, there's some models. So like I said at the beginning, I did I did a, a deep learning neural network um, kind of framework. And one of the advantages of that is it sort of takes care of some of that stuff. So if it notices something's not important, it'll mm-hmm. give it a weight of a zero and it kind of just drops it out. Um, in other models, though, yeah, it can become it can confuse the model. So you do, if you, if you notice that there's two variables that are highly correlated, you mm-hmm. either want to combine it into one or just drop one of them off. Like for example, like if you had uh, oh gosh, let me try to see if I can think of something. I was something. thinking of one earlier, like yeah. if you're doing spinach on height, you wouldn't really want to use weight because weight and height are correlated. Yeah. 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 P- potentially. But I mean, not necessarily always the case. Right. Um, okay. Because you know, again, I'm thinking, I'm thinking in NFL, right? You can have six foot eight linemen, and you can have a, a six foot eight quarterback that you know they're going to have completely different heights or different. Yeah. I'm sorry, same different weights. Yeah, completely different weights. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking in terms of like if I had a data set that had um, reception yards and receptions, I wouldn't have yards per yeah. reception then, because that's the same. You know, you you don't need. You don't need that. Just just get rid of it and just keep it yard, you know, yards per reception or something like that. Exactly. Um, yeah. You were talking about um, what? What did you say? It was it's um, deep learning neural networks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What deep exactly learning. is that? So, what that is, it's a framework that works like your mind. So, if you think of your brain and it has all these neurons and there's signals that it spits out to, at different points to make. Uh, activations of different things in your body, right? To move, to move my hand, it's something is triggering something else. It's activating something else. So it's based off of that sort of idea. So you have nodes, which are your features, of the, your inputs of your of your data, and then from those nodes, um, you have what's called activation functions. And there's different types of those that um, would trigger a different node off. So that's what I was sort of saying there. Um, it can it can potentially identify ones that are useless and at some point say, I'm not going to activate that feature because it, it doesn't lead to any sort of difference in the output. Um, it's used for a very, very, very complex data sets. So it's useful in things where you have hundreds and thousands of features. So autonomous cars are built off of off of these things because because again, what the whole idea of machine learning is you don't want someone sitting there coding every single scenario um, that could happen, right? If if you're trying to code how to how to have a car drive, you know, you're gonna have to say, uh, if if the light is green, press on the gas. But if there's someone standing in front of you, press on the brake. And if you want to go left, turn the the steering wheel left. But if there's a car coming, you like all the different things that could happen, 
you would have to program that out. And there's what, you know, like millions and billions and, and yeah, infinitely different possibilities. Um, deep learning neural networks though is, is, is a way to sort of train it. So you don't have, and that, again, that's what machine learning is. It's the way for the machine to learn all those different rules without you implicitly saying what those rules are. So, so the deep would, learning neural networks is like the, the computer act acting, doing all yeah. the action or doing the work. Right. Yeah. So you would you. be okay. feeding it, you would be feeding it information and having it perform. And then it says, ah, I see that the, it, it's green. The green must mean I need to go. And, and that's how it sort of learns. And there's, there's, obviously times where it fails because it's still kind of learning. Um, and it's, it, it's almost just like, yeah, just like a toddler trying to learn, don't touch a hot stove. Um, you know, you do it once up oh, that's hot and then, and then you don't do it again, but you have to learn, you, you have to do it to, to figure out that it, it, it doesn't work or it does work. Isn't it like, um, basically w when you try to have it make a prediction, it has no idea. So it basically all those variables are just guesses in a way. And then it looks at the output. If the output's way off, then it like recalibrates all yep. the different variables, gives it yep. different weights through like exactly. propagation. I think it's called. Yep, or... that's exactly the word. Man, you 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 do data science, huh? Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> so then it it makes a better guess, and then it's like, oh, I'm a little better. Scott's I'm gonna... like, who's the smart guy over there? <laughs> so oh, yeah. then it like it just co yeah. continually yeah, yeah, yeah. the variables until yep. it gets the best output it can, and then you're like, all right, this model is eighty percent accurate. Exactly. What other like algorithm can we feed it or something? Exactly. Yep. You got it. So you're done. So J Jason, you, you work at Heineken. Do you do yeah. this for Heineken? How, how does this yeah, get implemented? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the way, I, I, I guess in, in, in a company you can talk about, there's really a couple of ways you can, you can set up a data science team, right? You can have in my, in my previous uh, job, we were essentially, uh, it was a data science team within within different areas of the business, all right? So if I, if I use Heineken, for example, uh, there would be a marketing and advertising data science team. There would be a supply chain logistics data science team. There would be a uh, retail and on-trade pubs data science team, right? That's one way you can do it where each data science team's in their own little expertise area and that's all the data they ever work with and that's all they ever know. Um, the way we're, we're sort of formed is we're, we're a data science team under under IT, so our D&T, digital technology. And we kind of work as consultancies to different areas of the business. So we're, we're the data science team for all of Heineken UK. And when marketing has a question, a data science question, we go off and work in the marketing aspect when supply chain logistics has a question, ah, okay, we'll, we'll go and help you guys out. Um, and then we kind of come back into our little, little area um, underneath the whole the whole umbrella of, of advanced analytics. It, it's kind of cool in that respect that you get to go and see different parts of the business and you're not really stuck in one little silo or, or a uh, mm -hmm. typecast. Um, it's a challenge though. In I have to learn all the different things of the business. You know, I have to know a little bit about analytics and marketing analytics. I have to know a little bit about supply chain and logistics and have to know a little bit about that stuff. But, um, but yeah, that's essentially what we do is we try, we use, we use data, we use, um, you know, the sales reports, we use, you know, customer surveys, we look at Twitter feeds, we look at, um, you know, how many times a click happens on a website. And yeah, and then try to, to tr try to predict to say, hey, this is what we think is going to happen. Or, hey, this pub, wh why, why do you have cider on tap? Because nobody, 
nobody buys it that goes into your bar. You should have you should have some type of a craft beer on tappers, you know, things like that. So just trying to make recommendations and optimizing um, stuff like that as well. The other thing I will I will sort of say, um, and I'm not trying to, to boast Heineken's, uh, you know, not trying to promote them at all, even though, you know, personally, I think they, they have been a really good company to work for. Um, you know, one well, of this their, episode uh, is sponsored by, sponsored by <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine as well. Um, <laughs> they, uh, you know, they, they, they do have uh, different behaviors that they try to instill in their working ways of working. And one of the things is that they want to be, uh, you know, zero carbon footprints by, I think it's 2030 or something like that. So we do, we do work on projects that try to do things like that, such as trying to reduce the number of deliveries because the number of trucks that get delivered, you know, reduce CO2 and things like that. So it's just finding ways to, to optimize uh, different areas of the business to, I mean, not only save money, but do things that actually help the environment and stuff like that too. So that's kind of cool. I, I have a question. So, you know, yeah. what recently happened with Bud, Bud Light? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So do you think that was something that just came from, you know, their marketing manager? Or do you think there was some like data driven reason why they did that? I don't know. <laughs> that, assume, yeah. that assumes that they did it on purpose. Yeah. I, but I they would probably did, to, but yeah. I'm just saying. They pro- Do you think a company a, that size wouldn't run it through? You know what I mean? That's, that's what, what I'm exactly getting at. I was, yeah. was going to say, I'd have to believe it had to be a data-driven decision because why else do you get so bold and, yeah. and, and attempt that? Um, yeah, I, it, yeah I, I can't speak on their behalf, but. Okay. You know, yeah, they, I was just they, curious. They tried it. I, yeah, I, you know. it, just a, it was a curious thing that they did, and there had to have been data behind the reason that they did it, I would think. Y- you, you would hope so. If, if they did it. <laughs> or maybe it, it wasn't. Maybe that, yeah, maybe it that, wasn't. Maybe yeah. that's what and happens. The, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they yeah. overrode the data. Yeah. Okay. That was off subject, but just uh, curious yeah. from someone that's in that field. Uh, that I don't want to know that so. because that's yeah. kind of what you were saying, Jason. Is is it's, it's used a lot for marketing, like your data, yeah. and it's, so you create a report saying this is what our data says to get yeah, these are the is. directions that we should go in marketing. Yeah, like you're given a budget, and it's saying you know you'll make as much of an influence or return investment if you if you invest X amount of dollar or pounds. We do pounds, X amount of pounds into Facebook ads as Y amount of pounds. So don't don't do more than what X is going to return because then you end up with a, a diminishing returns and it flattens out. So so yeah, so it looks at different channels. Be like ah, we'll invest this much into Facebook and YouTube and, and things like that. So yeah, it's just, it's just trying to find the best way to run your business to get the highest return on investment, I suppose. I mean, which is any business. That's how all business should be run, really. I mean, if it, if you're not, then you're not in business. <laughs> yeah. I well, just realized something. We've been uh, we've been um, asking you questions about how to get better bets on at Ubetsport. <laughs> we should ask you questions on how to get subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> that's the question. That's actually, not a, bad, that's yeah. actually not a bad idea. I just, yeah. that, just, yeah. that just came to that realization. <laughs> Well, oh, I thought you had yeah. some. No, I mean we're 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 growing, but it's uh, new, so we're not at the rocket ship we want to take off at. But yeah, I wonder if there is a way with 100. percent Yeah, we probably shouldn't say it on the yeah. podcast. Though. I don't think Jason wants to <laughs> yeah. give yeah, away his secrets. Yeah, you mentioned that you were in the UK. Where in the UK are you in? Uh, up in Scotland. So I'm up in Dundee, uh, Scotland, Dundee. which is Dundee. Yeah, it's it's a uh, they call it Sunday because it's the sunniest place in Scotland. Um, it's 20 minutes north of uh, the old course in uh, St. Andrews. 
Oh, wow. wow, that's great. A twenty minute drive away. Wow, it's the yeah. and it's the sunniest place. It must be where Chris does his podcast. From. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how far is that there. from Wrexham? This in the Wrexham? states, Re- Wrexham's very popular. Yep. I don't know if no, that it's big. Is, it's big here. Yeah, is it big it's here? Big. Oh, big yeah, there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, there's actually there's a funny there's a funny article that came out uh in the UK regarding Wrexham. But yeah, it's about a five hour drive south. So if I if I drive five hours down there, I can get to Wrexham, which is, is it uh, big there because it's big or is it a little bit of a joke or how, how is it? How is it like shown there? Yeah. Uh, good question. Um, it's big just cause I think of ju- it, it's just, I mean, you, it's TikTok sponsored. There are there TikTok, yeah. right? Yeah. Expedia there, Ryan yeah. Reynolds and you, yeah. you know, it's, it's just, the, it just blew up just cause, cause of the, the whole thing. Now, in terms of, is it big because it's a joke or is it big because it actually is big? It, it's big. It's popular because of all that stuff. But I think there, I think there are quite a few people that are turned off by it. Um, so they, I don't know if you guys saw that they had the, you know, so, so they got promoted. Yay. You know, they, they accomplished the right. goal and they had a, uh, they had a, uh, a champion uh, parade, right? So they had the buses and, in a couple thousand people. I mean, it's a small town, right? And it was on the BBC um, International, like the whole UK, it was being televised on. And there were quite a few people that were pretty ticked off. You're like, why, why are they showing this small town like parade for this small team who just, okay, boom, you're in football. What is it? The football <laughs> league is what they got promoted to? Like, there's big, like you got, you got Manchester City, you got, you know, you have all these other ones. And then, you know, I'm like, why is this being televised? Like, this is this is BS. Like, so yeah. so there are there are people that are kind of just they kind of look at it and is uh, yeah, just kind of like this is yeah. I could see yeah. that because they they got promoted to the fourth highest league. They went yeah 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 fourth. yeah yeah. So now they're in League Two, but like nobody cared about that any other year. You yeah, know? yeah 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 so, yeah. And but then but then you get the flip side of it too. I'll, I'll say that as well is like where people are like, oh, it's really good to see a small town team, a small market like get promoted and get as much publicity as a Manchester City or as some of those other ones. So. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get you, like like everything else. You got two perspectives on it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the, how they develop that. They're really good. They must have good data science behind their marketing because they're very good at marketing it here in the States. It's taken off. My wife, yeah. she doesn't even she's not even into soccer or football. And she yeah, she's so into it. We had we watch Welcome to Wrexham. We watch yeah. the show. And yeah. I have to see all the stats because I even bet League Two. I I okay. bet League Two. The league that they're going into is League Two, and I bet those bets. So I watch all that stuff. But my wife's not really into it. But we had a rule where at the beginning of the season, I was like telling her because because it's it's delayed. The show is right. delayed about a year. So I think it's about a year. So at the the very first time when we started watching it, um. I knew everything that was happening, but my wife mm. didn't, but I was like spoiling it to her. And then, so this next season coming around, I go, I'm not going to tell you what happens because they got promoted and yeah. I'm not going to tell you. And she came up to me one day and she goes, Wrexham got promoted. <laughs> she, like, she was all excited. She, before the season even aired, she looked at it. Like that's how much excitement yeah. their marketing team like got. Yeah got people into it i gotta watch it 
It's, it's actually a pretty it's good worth, show. It's worth watching, yeah. When you can get show. the casual fan involved, you know you're doing something right. They must be doing something right. It yeah. probably comes from machine learning. So yeah, I was yeah. watching an uh, interview with uh, Rob McLaney, which is the other owner, yeah. with, and he was talking about um, they don't serve alcohol at the games. Okay. Have you heard that? Is I that, like, is that, that a thing uh, over there? I It would not surprise me that it is not a thing yeah. over here. Um, yeah, they take they take their sports a little bit more serious than I think we do in the U.S. Um, like like rivalries are completely different because they're they come from a different place. Um, when you talk about rivalries like Bears Packers, um, you know it's for me for you know obviously you're gonna get you, if you go to a game if I go to Lambeau in a Bears jersey, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna get some banter I'm gonna get some you know some, some you know some jokes and stuff like that. But as long as I'm respectful, right. Uh, for the most part, I think it would be all good ton in cheek. Um, sure. You're going to see a few drunks uh, maybe beating each other up, but um, that's just at the Raiders games. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <go ahead. laughs> yeah. But, but for like in here, it's, it uh, teams are also wrapped up into religion. So it, it, it's, it's, wow. it's much more than just a rivalry between competing cities or even uh in glasgow there's there's celtics rangers two teams and and they're based on on religion background so like you grow up that fan not because you well your fathers and your grandfathers were a fan of it but because they were protestant or, or something like that so when wow. when they talk about like rivalries it, it, it it's a little deeper and it's it can yeah so it can probably get a little bit messy that makes sense and yeah, probably even more messy if there's some some bear involved or scotch. Yeah, <laughs> there's a couple there's a couple things about the Wrexham thing too. Is um they covered it in one of the episodes where so they get so they're a small town and they get together. They like go on road trips. So if they go yeah. play another club two hours away or four hours away, they all like meet in the t- the fans do. Yeah, not every mm, citizen, mm, but mm. the fans. The ones that are really into it, they meet in the middle of the town, get on buses, and all drive out oh, four like, hours and go to the game. Caravan to the game. There was yeah. one time they went to a game that was like three or four hours away where a guy got individual. He like got off by himself, one of the fans, and they drink in that town. They're allowed to drink at the stadium, and he got jumped. Hmm. So like they at Wrexham, they're a little bit like, let's try to keep alcohol out of it a little bit so like nobody goes crazy. And then also, they also have a a bar that's right by yeah, the stadium yeah. that were like they that is the place to drink. So they don't want to pull people away from him. They don't want to hurt his business because it's a small town. Yeah, like they yeah. they care about his business. Yeah. So like that's where everybody goes before and after the game, and they don't want to pull people away from him. Well, I also heard in that interview that they're they're they want to build a new stadium too. And you think if they're going to build a new like stadium or stadium or whatever, unless they're going to build a small, they're going to want to serve alcohol to yeah. get the money back for it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's really cool. It's, it's something yeah. that we don't experience here now is that it's so, um, if you, it's so town oriented yeah. and so like, so like, uh, like kind of brotherly, in a yeah. way, you know, yeah. it, it seems a lot. It seems like it would be fun to be a part of. I had season tickets to the Rams for the first three years that they came back here. And it seemed like 
of the Rams fans that are there and even the other fans, 75% of the people are just going there and get fucking shit can <laughs> like, and watch football. But like they, the football is kind of second to like, how many beers can I get in my system before the game starts? Cause the beers are $15 here. Jason, do you like it in Scotland? Do you find yourself staying there or are you going to come back to the States one day? Yeah, indefinitely. We'll, we'll be here for a bit. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't really say for how long, but, you know, there's obviously things I miss from the U.S. I miss I miss the U.S. sports. Like it's 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 impossible to watch baseball, basketball, hockey because it's on at like one two in a, a. m. Um, I miss Mexican food. There's <laughs> they don't have good Mexican food. And obviously, you know, family and friends and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I won't get into politics and things like that too. But there's there there are some things that I don't miss from the U.S. But um, yeah, do yeah, they have no, not, do they have Mexican food in Chicago? Oh, great Mexican food! Yeah, is it really? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. There's, I don't think I've yeah. ever tried any. Yeah, so so just just like any big city, you kind of have your little pockets and neighborhoods. So we have yeah. Ukrainian village, we have uh, Greek town, Italian, Little Italy, Chinatown. Uh, Pilsen is is sort of the the uh, Hispanic Latino area, and, and yeah, fucking great. Oh, I just dropped an F bomb. Sorry. No uh, worries. Beat that out. Beat that that's, out. Hey, uh, that, no. that's fucking yeah. okay. <laughs> okay, fucking good Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. Which you, no. you know, you know, it's good Mexican food when they got corn tortillas, and they do not, they do not do the corn tortillas in in the UK. It's all wheat. What about the pizza out there? What's the pizza best is uh, Luigi's Luigi's Pizzeria. Just had it tonight, actually. Um, so okay. yeah, so they were founded. Uh, I can't tell you how long ago by by Papa Luigi from Italy. So it's authentic Italian pizza. So it's it's definitely not Chicago style. Um, Okay. But it's like it's 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 really good, yeah. So shout out to Luigi's. <laughs> None of that crappy deep dish Chicago style. Yeah, no, everyone. <laughs> I'm like sorry. That. I no. <laughs> Oh, I, I love, love that. that. I love. You I don't, don't like it. You don't no. like. Sh- oh my god! I, love I don't it. like it. That's. I don't think favorite. anyone from Chicago likes it. To be, to be honest. <laughs> oh, is that right? It, yeah, it, it's it's one of those novelties. Where you're like, oh, Chicago deep dish pizza, and you're like, yeah. It's one of the like you have one slice, and then you're like, nah, okay, that's exactly. That's I'm done. Um, <laughs> Go take a nap after that. Yeah, but there's definitely the other Chicago thing. No, no ketchup on a hot dog. You don't put ketchup on a hot. Dog. No, okay. never. Uh. Uh-uh. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> I put a lot of ketchup on my hot dog. You put uh, a hot dog on your ketchup. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you probably do. You, you can probably say that. That's funny. All right. Well, yeah, we've been talking a lot about uh, machine learning and uh, life in general. I have one more question for you because it, it kind of yeah. reminded me. You were talking about machine learning and you had the analogy of um, taking tests. It reminded me yeah. of my daughter when she studies for tests for high school where she like um, uh, hides the answer for herself. Like I I have the answer and then I ask her the question Um, and it reminded me like we're kind of, that's a human being doing machine learning. Yeah. So are we in assimilation? (laughs) Is that, what do you think of that? Since you would probably know more than anybody. Uh, is there a data behind you. that? I can't tell you. That sounds like you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it is a yeah, it's one of that's man, we got really philosophical here, didn't we? Oh, I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to answer. I think we are. The more and more that we, the more and more that I think about it, like I, I just I feel like we are because <laughs> that analogy was perfect. We are. 
when when we're studying for a test, we're actually using ourselves as a machine learning. Yeah, I guess and, we're doing and, that a lot. We are a machine that's learning constantly in a way. Yeah. Huh. So uh, yeah, I didn't mean to drop a. I didn't mean to get this weird. But. <laughs> <laughs> I the other aspect of it, though, too, is because because that does bring up a good point of you know one thing they don't we didn't learn and I think they should start teaching in universities is is, is using data ethically um, because we are manipulated. We are manipulated daily on how companies use data. I mean, there's there's. A few in Netflix, uh, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but they, they kind of just go through the whole thing of um, my, like, like literally right now, my phone just lit up for no reason other than it wants me to pick it up and look at it. And, and mm-hmm. it, it works because I checked to see, um, oh, what was, oh, okay. But yeah, we are literally manipulated daily. Uh, basically. I mean, heck, we're doing it at Heineken, right? Getting people to the bar to drink certain drinks. Um, and that, yeah, so... Well, you mentioned chat GPT. I mean, even that's manipulated, yeah. obviously, because someone has to program that for it yeah. to learn. But there's certain I, I've messed around with a lot and you can ask it certain questions that it won't answer. But if you ask it about a different person, it will answer the yep. question. Yep. Yep. You can, so, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You can definitely spin it in a way to make it. Yeah, make it pretty, give you the answer. Pretty crazy. But then you can kind of jail people have figured out how to yeah. jailbreak it and make it do it. But yeah, yeah. I know uh, you said that you use it a lot for coding now, huh? Yeah, yeah, I do. So like in terms of just, uh, yeah, instead of going to Stack Overflow that we talked about earlier, I'll just, I'll, I'll type it into ChatGPT um, and then just copy and paste it in. Oh, gave me this error. Give it to back, back to ChatGPT and then it fixes it. Yeah. So it, it, it definitely does change, change your way of working. Um, so I do work a little bit quicker now. Um, I believe it. Yeah. So. I actually well, ha- had a question for my doctor one time that he couldn't answer. And I'm like, I bet you can find it on chat GPT. And he's like, what's that? And I explained it to him. Then next time I, I saw him, he's like, oh, that was like super interesting. Like, I think that's a way better way than like try to search it on Google or something. Cause you know, Google, <laughs> it rates what they, yeah. it shows you. So it's yeah. Cause they have incentive so like, to have yeah. people pay to have theirs. Yeah. Talk. So my doctor was like, Oh, thank you for showing. He uses me. it all the time. Uh, now. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Cause when you visit the doctor, they're like sitting there on their computers, yeah. basically asking you questions the whole time. That would be great. If you had another screen that was just chat GPT, <laughs> you ask them a question. They're like, let's find out. Uh, look, why is Scott's penis red and burning? <laughs> he plays with it a lot. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks Jason. That's a weird note to end on, but thanks for, um, coming on and uh i'd learned a ton i learned so much this is i no offense to all everybody else but i think episode 19 might be my favorite <laughs> i loved it yeah Wait, he's gonna stay on though for the yeah. rest of it yeah you're gonna yeah, hang, yeah, hang out i definitely yeah. want to yeah i want to hang out um, yeah cool we just got yeah. a couple more things we're gonna go over um the first thing i think we're gonna we need an upgrade report on the props do you have something jake uh I just want to say that we're making progress on all the bots. Thanks to Jason's help. He's done an incredible job. Basically I, when I was originally reaching out on stack overflow, trying to get help, uh, there was multiple questions that nobody would even attempt. And Jason was answering them. Like it seemed like they were easy for him. And I don't know. I'm amazed at what you've been doing and how, how you've been helping us. And honestly, our product's going to be a lot better over time because of you. So I just want to give you a shout out and thank you for everything you've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Let's keep it up. Uh, uh, you know, we're on the rise. Yes, sir. It's basically us against Vegas. Whoever's going to create better lines, you know. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, it's uh, great. It's it's fun to see it grow like that and, and yeah. build. I got you guys minus one ten. Uh, <laughs> on the bet, you're betting on us. Yes, betting there on you go. guys. So you're betting it's on. It's close though. It's minus one ten. So yeah, that's kind of a little closer than I wanted to be. But okay. <laughs> well, what about you? Are you betting on yourself on uh, social media? We're gonna move Chris's uh, corner up right now. Yeah, social media is. I mean, nothing new to report. Really, uh, Instagram's going pretty well. We had someone hit us up from one of the betting websites to ask us to like maybe do a little advertisement for them on our show or on Twitter. So I had to suss that out and see how legit it is, but um, that's pretty good. And then another, so you get in these groups on Twitter of people that like and retweet each other's stuff. And um, some guy hit me up actually this morning and he has close to a hundred thousand followers, which is the most out of that of any, cause I'm in three other groups, but the most anyone had in there was like 20 grand. And that guy's got almost a hundred thousand followers. And he personally invited me into his Group or us into his group to like, like and retweet and comment on each other's, and that it just helps you grow because the way the algorithm works is like the more engagement you have, the more people will end up seeing it. So we're getting a lot more. Like uh, when we get into later uh, talking about the poll that we did, we had over ten thousand views and six hundred people vote on it, which is by far like the, it, the, the best that we've had wow. on anything. And like over the engagements on it, we're like. Uh, like something like six or seven no they're like 900 because yeah 600 people commented and then a bunch of people liked and retweeted it so let's get into it now what, okay let's, let's oh, so the two polls we did last week the first one was uh should pete rose be in the hall of fame so jason actually what what do you think should he I be in the yet, hall of fame i i say yes okay you, so you, you, yeah there was 66 over 600 votes and 84 percent of the people said should he should get in the hall of fame so I back that up with, uh, will he get in the Hall of Fame? What do you think the people said? And what's your what do you what do you what would you say? I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that people will say will say no. Um, I'm gonna say yes with the stipulation of once he passes away, they'll put him in. Oh, Dude, that's a perfect. Okay, so yes, th- so I they think said. Unfortunately, that's what would happen. Yeah. So they said no by a margin of fifty-three percent to forty-seven percent, and the Ooh, most okay. common comment was in there. The people that said he, sh- he will get in was after he dies, and that's what yeah. I said on the last podcast too. It was after he oh, okay. dies, he will get in. So yeah, I I was surprised though that people said he wouldn't get in. But I, I think I could have worded it a little different because I said I started with uh, the people have decided Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. And then I asked the question, I think if I would have just asked, mm. will he get in? It probably would have turned it the other way. But it's really it was a lot closer than should he be in, which is good because Pete, we're trying to get you on the show. And if you're listening, <laughs> the people say you should be in the Hall of Fame and we agree. Will you get in? If you come on the show, I think it'd be a lot better chance. <laughs> yeah, it says it's fifty three percent no right now, but if you come on the show, yeah, it'll we can tip flip the scales. That. Yeah, we can flip that for you. I yeah. brought up I brought up this morning, Jason, that we were trying to get Pete Rose on, and you brought up some good points. I yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, the points that I brought up is right. The Hall of Fame is based on your your performance as a player. He bet as a manager, right? So no, you're not going to get in as a hall of fame manager just because your credentials weren't that good as a manager anyway, but (laughs) you, you performed and you didn't cheat performing. There's some other players Mm -hmm. that aren't in the hall of fame that have cheated. And that's going to be the reason why they initially don't get in. There's also players that uh, suspected of cheating that are in. And then you're going to say this guy who's has the most hits of all, the accolade, you know, what you try to do, mm-hmm. what's the number of hits as a player that you're trying to get to? 
3,000. This guy has what? 4,000. I think. So I think it's 4,256. Cause some guy commented. Cause I, every day I'm doing another thing where I'm going like day 13 of asking Pete Rose <laughs> to come on our yeah. podcast. And some guy commented on and he'll, uh, he's like, he'll come on one day. Keep trying. I'm like, I will stop if I reach day number, whatever, 4,256. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So like 10 years from now, I'm going to stop. <laughs> like 3,000 3, is the milestone. I know. And he's a thousand over that. And you're not, you're going to say, eh, he and and there's the manager. way he played too. He was like all, I mean, Charlie hustles is his nickname. Like he, yeah. he just, he was a all, he played super hard, played multiple positions. I think he played catcher in second and then, yeah. uh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Different? yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He played, um, he played more than that. I think. I yeah. Think he was I think kind he played of like a, a utility. Lot. Yeah. So like what he bet on his team to win too. That's yeah. just the yeah. part. It's not like he bet him to lose, which that actually leads us into the next question. The next poll that I'm going to do is going to be if your team was put it, playing in the championship, would you a bet against them to lose? <laughs> that is a good question. I like that. Yeah. So are we saying what we would, the, what, what we, we would think pick the public, what we think no, the, what public we think the public, and then we can say what we would pick. What I'll Jason, go, no, we'll go, Jason okay, go, okay. What, what do you think the public's going to say? They would bet against their team to win the championship. I, I'm going to guess the, the public would not bet against their team. I personally would. Because um, <laughs> here's my rationale, though. If they lose, I'm heartbroken, but then I win some money. So it's a I, win-win. So not yeah. recently, but uh, back when the Lakers had Kobe, because I, I love the Lakers, but uh, I don't really care for LeBron. So uh, um, it's I, I still want them to win a championship. But when Kobe would play, I would literally put like, 20 or $50 on whatever who they're playing Is against in right? the game. Cause mm, if yeah. they, if the Lakers won, whatever, I lost 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they lose. I make money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Scott, what do you, I'm the same. I'm you, the same boat. You would yeah. bet against your team. I would bet against my team. Yeah. If it's part of the model, I would definitely do it. And then, um, but I well, also think, I you, also think that the public will say that they won't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I, I would totally bet against my team. If, if it lines up, there's no reason why not to. If anything, I might have more information on why. Like, I, I might have a better yeah. feel because it's my team and, and yeah. it lines up with the model, then of course I would take it. I'd love to look at the stats, but I probably bet against my team like 50 to 100 times a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah, I, I believe mean, it. Year round. But Chris, what do you think? I, yeah, I think the public's going to say no, they want it, but I would and have. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I also, I'll add this too. I hope that that's the case. I hope that the public's the poll comes out saying that they would not yeah. bet on their team because if it, if it, the poll comes out that they says that they would, then as far as like my betting goes, I being a contrarian, I need to like reevaluate. Okay. And in the last like 45 days, I've like thought about that because things haven't been going according to what they normally go. I started to think like, is this public, data is there something amiss like something's up with this so, so i'm interested to see what this poll is so i'll i can do two again this week i could do after that one and then i could be do another one have you bet on your team to lose yeah we should yeah yeah and Let's then get, have you i don't know i would say no definitely would be on that for the the win on from the public yeah um yeah yeah, I'm interested to see. And I'm we all have. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess our, te- our team. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do two again this week then. Start collecting this data. Yeah. I like it. Um, all right. Well, let's see. Do we have any questions from the listeners? Do we have a uh, mailbag? This um, yeah, this is kind of a weird one. Um, oh, all right. Uh, so should I try to ride your guys' runs, whether they're hot or cold, like lower my bet size or raise my bet size based on whether you guys are hot or cold? I would do it more on his bankroll personally. Yeah. that's The what, size of the bankroll dictates yeah. the and size guys, of the bet. And you guys are already putting out what the bet to your bankroll size is. So I just want to. And I'm lowering stars when it's exactly. cold too. Yeah. And I'm decreasing the volume when it's cold. So I'm. So let you guys make that decision then. Yeah, but they can do it too. So that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Like if we're cold, just not. You don't have to take every bet. Like, yeah. It's whatever you feel comfortable with. I think you were even saying before we came on that like some of the picks, like you were doing half bets on some well, of them. Well, that's because I'm not getting the lines, so oh, okay. not enough counts, which mm-hmm. I wasn't doing before, but I've started doing is uh, if I can't get the exact bet, I'm either not betting it or which I, before I was lowering my stars, but some now if it's like, you know, minus 120, but I can only get it at minus 150, then I'm not betting it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If it's yeah. within 10, yeah. I'm betting it. Like you say, if it's within 20, I'm lowering my stars. If it's within 30, I'm really lowering my stars. When it's 30 or over, I'm I'm out. And the important thing with that is you have a rules that you set up. Yeah. You've set up your own rules, yeah. and that's what we always say. It's kind of like the stars are a guideline, but set up your own rules yes. for it. Um, Jake, did you want to – I skipped the bloopers and blunders. This is a new segment that we have never done before. I but did you want to yeah. have something on that? Yeah, I um... – I know all you guys have had hiccups at one time or another. I was just curious what you've done to try to get rid of your hiccups. Actual hiccups? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, you threw me off with this. Yeah. One. yeah. It'll, it'll be a sports related at the end. Um, how do I get rid of hiccups? Yeah. God, I don't really have hiccups that often. I mean, I probably, the weirdest thing yeah. that I've done I probably talked myself into jerking off <laughs> because I mean, that's just like, keep, keep your mind off of it. Cause if you think oh. about it, like if you're like, Hey, I'm going to scare you or hold your breath. Yeah. All the things are like taking your mind off of it. And if you completely take your mind, that's how I get my mind off of anything. So <laughs> it wasn't just a joke. It was like actual, like that's how you get your mind off. Does it work or what? I, let's find out. <laughs> No, yeah, I, I was just bringing it up because uh, apparently there's a new method that people are trying out. And uh, Bo Jackson I apparently yeah. sniffed a porcupine's butt to try to pick up. <laughs> and it works? I don't, I don't think it worked, but <laughs> it was worth well, the effort, I guess. Maybe a skunk's ass he should fucking sniff. Yeah, I don't you know. You should have talked to me before because I think mine's a guy process is a little <laughs> to be more fair. Fun. To be fair, he had the hiccups for nearly a year. So I'm going to say he's tried some of your yeah. uh, methods oh. there, Scott, and probably everything else under the sun. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, there it is. So I got, uh, yeah. I got two, actually. Smell, that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Bo Jackson. I didn't know about the porcupine thing. I heard. <laughs> yeah, about I, it. I heard he was going to have like a like a surgery <laughs> or something. But two yeah. that have worked that I learned from my family in Ohio because we used to go out there and get pretty fucking wasted the entire time we were out there. But <laughs> a spoonful of mustard, or you take a cup and you put a napkin over the top of it, and you like try to get the water out through the napkin and. Both those were ha- have worked a couple times, but since I've, I've got them since then, and that doesn't work. I think it's like you're like Scott was saying, like my note, like get your 
fought off it. So it's something like a spoonful of mustard. So you never do that before and you forget think that forget about your hiccups and they go away. So. Sniffing a porcupine's butt will get your mind <laughs> off it too, I heard. Yeah. And it worked? No, I'm I don't sorry. think it worked. Oh, okay. So it, that Maybe. happened to Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. He's yeah. been had hiccups for a year. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Is it yeah. from archery? Because he's into archery. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. He's like a is. professional archer. Yeah. No way. And he makes his own bow and arrows and stuff. Like, it's crazy. There's a, oh, I think it's a 30 30 on him or something mm-hmm. like that with, with him showing them carving out the, the yeah, arrows. I saw that too. Interesting. Do you have anything funny, any of you guys or Jason? I, I, the, the one thing that I, that popped up o- over here in the UK is, you know, again, we were talking about Wrexham and then uh, they threw that big uh, Las Vegas party for him. I don't know if you guys heard about that, um, but there's some pictures up on them um, in, in, yeah. So you have Ryan Reynolds, he's not there, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's Rob McElhenney, which, which is a whole nother funny thing too. The, the pronunciations of his name over here are uh, ridiculous. So, um, but there's, there's a, there's a picture of him with the team poolside, uh, no shirts and, and all the responses to it said, um, so here's one response. Why is Rob more jacked than his players? Wow. <laughs> How is Rob more shredded than all the professional athletes half his age? Because if you go to it, like I didn't even realize he was in there. I'm like, which one's him? And then I'm like, holy, holy shit. Yeah, he is jacked. And he's <laughs> half. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But yeah, so, so, so I thought it was just funny that, um, let's see, what was the last comment? Uh, it, yeah, so it looks like Tozer Ben, so that the captain Ben Tozer and, and Rob are having a who is more shredded competition. Um, That's hilarious. And, yeah, and then finished it off with uh, so so Rob and his wife were there, um, and obviously the the UK skin tone that Chris is very familiar with. They're just <laughs> lathering, they're lathering up all the players like a four year old with you know fifty SPF because they're all it's going to be sunburns down in Vegas. Um, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's just crazy. I can believe I, it. I got one that we can leave the show with, and it's something that uh, Jeff Van Gundy said in the game last night, and that is you can't just stick the ball, your ball, in another man's face. Yeah, you don't want to do that, <laughs> especially in the NBA. <laughs> they got to be some giant balls. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a great one to end the show on. Next week, Jason, thanks for coming on the show. It was, yeah. it was, this has been my favorite one. I learned so much about this. I, took a bunch of notes i uh thanks for coming on jason let's do it again yeah that was awesome it's been an honor jason definitely next week we have we're gonna cover law we're gonna go over the law of the federal government in america pertaining to sports betting and then also a little bit in california law for sports betting so that is next week and uh, don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at you bet smart sign up dub club it's ten dollars a month Everybody who got $50 a month in the last couple months, you're going to get some free months up ahead. Um, And thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, guys. Thanks, Jason, for coming on. Thanks, man. All right. Bye, guys. Take care.